What is up, people? Thank you for checking out J-Rock and the Podcast. And we are live right here at downtown New Braunfels at Lone Star Lounge. Uh, shout out to Richie for letting us be in, be in here. And shout out to the man behind the camera, New Vibe Productions, Christoph. Uh, but today, I got my boy Johnny here. Johnny, I met about a couple months ago, starting off New Braunfels Night Live and things like that, uh, being around the community. And uh, I wanted to dig his brain this week and have him come into our podcast. I know we talk a lot on New Braunfels Nightlife, Johnny, mm -hmm. but I wanted to bring you here. How are you doing today, sir, Dude, after the show? I am doing amazing, man. Yeah? This is a pleasure good? to be on your show. I appreciate it, man. Yep. Thank you for coming, man. Absolutely. We got a new thing going on here. I'm trying to really push my podcast now. Y'all put a fire underneath my ass. I talk about it constantly. But uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've been doing a lot of audio and... Uh, this you're actually gonna be my first video podcast. It's gonna be on YouTube, man. We're How you pioneers, feel about that? Pioneers, brother. We are, brother. If you're not the first, you're the last. I'll take it. So hell I'll yeah, I'll take it, man. But we're at those Lone Star Lounge, so we thought we'd do a Mexican shot to start off the show. Okay. And uh, my buddy Brandon, uh, where he's gonna join us soon to Bravo's Nightlife. And I want to have uh, our producer come back here, too, Christoph. So it is a tradition for us before the show to take a shot or you some kind some of adult beverage. So okay. here we go. All right, guys. Salud, guys. Here we go. 2021, we're going to kick the, the brony asses. That hit so smooth. Heck, yeah. You got it? I appreciate it, man. $1 tip? Put it on my tab. Actually, Richie's got a big tab for me here. That ain't my first one. Mexican candy, and that ain't my last year. What happened the first time you took it? So, on the show, well, I've taken Mexican <laughs> candy before. Okay. But our first New Bravos Nightlife show, yeah. episode one, first one we ever did, we took one right before the show. As soon as we rolled the, the camera, mm -hmm. took it, and somebody filled that thing with a lot of alcohol, <laughs> like double or triple liquor. I almost choked, man. Oh, man. And that's how we started the New Bravos Nightlife show. <laughs> and How have you how, how you been taking that in, man? Like, what feedback have you been getting from the New Bravos Nightlife podcast um, or show? My bad. We've been getting a lot of, a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. Uh, we've got some feedback, just to be honest. Some, some people said, oh, your show is, uh, is boring. Yeah. Some say it's awesome. Some say they love what we're doing because we are promoting small businesses. businesses yeah, we're man. promoting other people within the, the community. Um, so our main focus and goal when we first started was just that, yeah, to help people during the COVID times lift up and help them pivot their business into promotions and as much as we could, yeah, because a lot of businesses were shut down, a lot of businesses were, were losing, yeah, they were, man. But those that we could help as much as possible, we helped them pivot and try to get them on our show and mm -hmm. build ourselves up as, as, well. as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Because man. nobody liked being at home and quarantine. That no. had never happened before. Yeah. I mean, who the hell went through that before? Mm -hmm. So that was part of our mission and focus was to get people to not be afraid, not to be so focused on, on, on fear. Yeah. Have a positive mindset. Get out there. Do your thing. And, and just let the good times roll as much as we could. And we're on episode 37. Yeah, now, man. I was just about so. to say that. 37 episodes in. Um, it seems like it, it's just the beginning, man. And to be truly honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed to be part of the group. Be very blessed to be part of the show. I just, uh, I, and I think it's really been like five years. I think like five years ago is when I really wanted to, to dig deep into more about life and mm -hmm. how, what is everybody else doing? I, I, I think as I grew up, I didn't ask that many questions about people. I was so stuck into what I was doing mm -hmm. and to what I wanted to worry about. 
I'm so worried about like I'm so, now I'm so stuck on what is other people doing, how they do it. So, Johnny, you work for Top Flight uh, Realty, yes, correct? Yes. Talk, talk a little bit about about your your uh, company there. Okay, so I'm one of the leaders on Top Flight Realty Group. So my wife and I, we are the founders of Top Flight Realty Group. Okay. We're brokered by JP and Associates Realtors. Mm-hmm. So we have a brokerage. Nice. We are just a team within the JP and Associates uh, Realtors. Uh, group or you know, yeah. foundation. So I served in the Air Force for 24 years, man. And there's a whole story behind that as well. Well, hold on, hold on. Pains. I want to go back there, but go ahead. Okay. So that taught me a lot about being a man, being a leader, all these kind of things. So fast forward to right now, me sitting no. here with you at this table. Yes, sir. Top Flight Realty Group, it has some elements of the Air Force in it, okay? But what my wife and I, we have a vision of helping people. Throughout my Air Force career, I was able to help military families. I was a recruiter and I was a drill instructor, okay? So I helped people as individuals when I was a drill instructor grow into men and women. Yes, sir. Being from, uh, I was from the south side of San Antonio, okay, growing up, and I was able to help people within the military grow from that just coming into basic training into being a man, yeah. being a woman. And it's not only about being a man or woman. It's about focusing your vision on a wide scope. That's right. Too many people think small, right? Too many people think, woe is me. Too many people think, you know, to play the blame game. But fast forward, like I said, to now, all those different things helped me. Uh, in rec- I was a recruiter as well. Those recruiting uh, processes and, and skills that I learned helped me become the realtor that I am today. Yes, sir. So it was just a smooth transition going from a Air Force recruiter and Air Force supervisor and district manager and an Air Force superintendent to now becoming a realtor within the New Braunfels and San Antonio community. So it kind of goes hand in hand. It's a smooth transition. A lot of uh, veterans that retire, some of them can't find jobs, man. Some of them can't uh, get out there and transition into the civilian sector. So what is cool is I was able to build a network and relationships within uh, my community while I was in the Air Force. So I've been, I also have a photo booth business, mm-hmm. okay? So yep. my, some people might say, ah, it's just a photo booth business. No, 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 talk about it. It's, but it, that photo booth business has allowed me to build a network within the wedding industry, mm-hmm. okay? The corporate industry. Uh, there is a huge corporate industry in San Antonio and in New Braunfels. Yep. Uh, the Chambers of Commerce, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in San Antonio. Uh, I've been able to build relationships with all those, a lot of people. That's a lot of relationships, and too. it's helped me be a better realtor. When I say better realtor, meaning uh, helping more clients. Mm-hmm. The more people that, that meet me and my wife through these relationships that I build has helped me help more families. Correct. So it's all gone hand in hand, uh, you know, being in the Air Force, building those relationships. It's helped me transition into where I am today. So, do you do you feel a lot of your um, your come ups as a child and who you were around maybe when you were younger created you to get into the military or what was that? We're gonna start so, back that with that. So far. it's it's funny you ask that. So growing up, I had a uh, I had a good upbringing. I had a, I had both parents, my mom and dad. That's good. They were both good workers. Okay. Hard workers. What did your dad do? Uh, my dad. My dad. Uh, he he worked a lot of different jobs. He worked. Um, he worked at a place called Swift Independent. Uh, okay. He was like a uh, he was a, a butcher. Okay. Um, but he had a lot of different jobs. 
Now, all the different jobs kind of escape my mind right now. Yeah, no, I got but you. the bottom line, he was a very hard worker. worker. He taught yeah. me discipline. Yeah. He taught me organization. He taught me responsibility. Nice. Let me tell you something about my dad. My 18th birthday, uh-huh. instead of giving me a, a, a gift, a traditional gift, you know what he gave me? What's that? The light bill and the phone bill. Oh, sh- okay? That taught That's me. That's He said, hey, you're a man now. Uh-huh. He's like, now you're living in my house. You can't live here for free. I'm going to give you the best gift that you can ever have, responsibility. Heck yeah, man. So that right there taught me a lot. I'm like, you know what? He's right. Because I was working at Walgreens, man, stocking toilet paper. Yeah. Okay? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing but, wrong. But, but yeah, bigger dreams. I, that's not what I wanted. Mm. Okay? I was only 18 years old. I, was, I went to Texas State. Back then, it was called Southwest Texas. Yeah. After high school, I thought life was easy. I was an average student. Mm-hmm. I went to, to Southwest Texas. I wanted to go there. Why? Because it was a party school. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> Girls, <laughs> drinking, fun. I wasn't concerned with school. Yeah. I was concerned with having a good time. Having a good time. Party. So that good time. No more parents around. No more parents. No responsibility. So, and I learned quickly that it's not like high school. In high school, if I miss class, guess what? They let my parents know. If I miss class in high school, guess what? They're going to get me in check. Yeah. But in college, it's a whole different game. College is a big business. They're oh, yeah. There. They're there to make money. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I learned that quickly because I had all this tuition that I had to pay. And I realized fast that if I didn't go to class, it was on me. It was on you. So that was part of my growing process as well. So with my dad giving me the, the phone bill and the light bill, and I went, I went to college, and I dropped out. Okay? Let me cut you off on that real quick. What's crazy is if you listen to J.O. Dash's podcast last week, it's exactly what I talked about. You know, Johnny, I told this youngster at 16 who's trying to be an, a young artist, I told him, I said, you know what scared the crap out of me was going to listening to my dare mm-hmm. officer. And he told me at 18, your parents can put all your clothes and all your shit on mm-hmm. the porch. And there you go. Mm-hmm. And that scared me. My parents didn't do that. Right. But it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, oh, sh- yep. I'm years away from being my own person. I'm going to yep. have to be. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So what did you and, and so what about mom, man? How did mom kind of bring you up? Mom was she was very supportive of me. Um, so she says, hey, you're dropping out of college. you got to do something. You can't come, just come back home mm-hmm. and live here for free. There you go. Because uh, my parents are very adamant about uh, having responsibility and not mm-hmm. just being a freeloader and mooching off of them. People, yeah. Because I know a lot of people that did that. And I could tell you a couple right now. If I my brother. <laughs> I know people in their 40s and 50s still living uh, with their parents. It's horrible, bud. Okay? It's horrible. Okay? I mean, yeah. if, if that's the situation they want to be in, cool. Mm-hmm. But... Nothing about living with your parents when you're 40 or 50 says responsibility. Exactly. Okay? Yep, now, I get true. it. If you're there to help your parents because they're disabled or something like that. That's, but, yeah, But guess what? If you're there 40 and 50 living with your parents the entire life, mm-hmm. maybe you're disabled up here. Yeah. Okay? You're, you're impaired. <laughs> That's true. It's true, man. So, dropped out of college, and my mom said, hey, you got to do something. Mm-hmm. All right? She says, maybe you should join the military. And I'm like, wow, okay. I said, I've never thought about it. Because I was one of those. I used to listen to all this this rap music when I was a kid, man. What kind of rap music, man? <laughs> you NWA? NWA, uh, Ghetto Boys, Public Enemy, Fight yeah. the Power. Hell and yeah. all those rap lyrics and, and rap music was all about fuck the government. Yeah. Fine. Like, speaking of the government. <laughs> fuck the government. Fuck the police. Yeah. That's all so I was very influenced by that. Yeah. I thought the police was the enemy, man. Yeah. That's the way I was raised by... These, these lyrics. These lyrics, yeah, the music. Uh, fight the power. 
fight the power, all that just was playing in my mind. At the police, at the police. So I never really gave it much thoughts. But when I finally figured it out, I was like, man, let me see what I'm going to do with myself. So one day when I was stocking toilet paper over at, at, uh, at Walgreens, Walgreens mm-hmm. making four twenty five an hour. Four twenty five. Imagine five Four twenty five an hour. Four twenty five. Okay. Now they're they're ridiculous. they want fifteen bucks an hour, but yeah, that, that's a whole nother that's mm-hmm. a whole nother show. Okay. Four twenty five an hour, I was like, Man, I gotta do something with myself, okay? So I went to go see the local army recruiter. Okay. He wanted to send me to infantry. I was like, I don't want no part of that. Okay. I don't want to be shooting guns and doing all this kind of stuff. So I went to go see my local Air Force recruiter, and the rest is history. What was it, what, what was that feeling of like going like knowing that you're about to walk in and possibly changing life, knowing I, that one decision that your mom told you was about to change your life, change your life. It really didn't hit me because I was 18 years old. Yeah. I really didn't see the big picture. All I knew is what the recruiter was telling me. You can go to school, you can get paid, you can travel, you can do all these things, right? And I was like, okay, sounds cool. Sign me up. Yeah. So I got signed up, passed my test, and then I, I left to basic training about a month after. I was like, ah, I'm, I'm going to go for four years, and worst case, I'll come back home. Yeah. I had this infatuation with being back home. Why? Because okay? that was my comfort zone. That's all I knew mm. was being with my parents, my friends. I didn't realize, and you got to keep in mind, I was an 18-year-old mind. Okay? Today, are you afraid of your comfort zone? No. I, my comfort zone, I kicked that shit to the curb. Okay? I'm always trying something new. Gotcha. Okay? Hell there yeah. is no comfort with me anymore. Hell yeah. That's that comfort's badass. gone. Yeah, okay? hell yeah. But when I was 18, I joined, and I said, I'm going to go for four years, try it out. I was this close to getting out after four years, but I re-enlisted for six years, and I said, man, I'm already in for 10 years. I might as well stay. So within my first 10 years, I was a drill instructor. Mm. So nice. right then, so my first job, I fixed airplanes. I fixed V-1 bombers. I was stationed in Abilene, Texas, okay? So fast forward to when my, the light bulb switched upon, upon my head. Mm-hmm. About six years in, that's when I became a drill instructor. That's when I said, this is what my calling is. I'm here helping people grow and develop. Turning wrenches on, on aircraft wasn't my thing. I didn't get satisfaction out of that. What uh, what gave you that feel? Like just again, the, like I know you're going. We go back to like your parents and stuff, but like, there's a feeling that I got when I started helping kids learn basketball, or when I started going to do pro wrestling and seeing people's faces because of how happy they were for two hours, three hours when they come to my wrestling show. That's what amped me up mm-hmm. to knowing that I wanted to help people because I knew I was able to do that. Like, what what fired you up? Knowing that I could make my parents proud, my parents just like, hey, Johnny, I'm so proud of you. That's nice, man. You, uh, you've accomplished a lot. Did you get that? I did. I did. And it made, it made me feel good. It filled, it filled a gap. In my, it filled a void and, in my life that I didn't even know was there. Yeah, and, 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 and that's a good feeling because, and again, mom's going to watch this. I don't know if dad will watch her with her, but I didn't get that for years, man. And. I really didn't know. I, even to this day, I don't even know if I really would have been satisfied if you gave me that, though, because the way we grew up was uh, a very strong, hard working, just like yourself. Mm-hmm. But we really didn't tell each other feelings. You didn't hug. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't we didn't. Affection. No, I think when we got to a certain age, it kind of went away. But I feel like in a way, like I said this last time, too, on my podcast is like I did wrestling because I thought my parents were going to show up, mm-hmm. but they never showed up. So I, I had already had the feeling like, oh, shit, I'm doing something good here. Mm-hmm. 
like again people were showing up to the shows at first we were behind backyards and now we're in bars and people were showing up 100 plus oh it's actually working i'm not worried about i'm sorry i love them to death but i'm not worried about two people i'm worried about the things i'm doing for other mm -hmm. people but they also showed me throughout all being my whole childhood is that they, all they did was help people yep. you know what i mean that's why i asked that so yep. that's good stuff man so having my parents be proud of me couple that with the fact that these individuals that I was helping were letting me know, hey, sir, you've changed my life. Mm -hmm. You've helped me grow. And then parents coming to me That's saying, awesome, man. you did in six weeks that I've been trying to do for 18, 19 years. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, so man. that right there was that's, like, yeah, wow. That's awesome shit right When there. I figured that I was making an impact, and the key word is value and impact. When I found out that I can make, a, make value and impact in someone's life, that changed the game for me. That changed my mentality. I became hungrier. And I figured that was my calling. That is what I'm here for. It's to help man. people. To develop young men and young women to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I do the same thing today with business leaders, with individuals. I, I consider myself a mentor. And I've, I've, oh, I've, yeah, done, are, I've, done, I've done a lot. I've done a, a lot in the, in the military. I've done a lot of jobs that a lot of people couldn't do. Oh, yeah. So I challenge myself all the time to do the hardest job. I don't half-ass my way through things. I go all the way. If I'm going to commit myself to something, I go all the way. And what I tell people, this is a whole other subject, but I'm going I'm to tell it anyway. When people say, what's more important, motivation or commitment? Motivation goes up and down. Goes down. It's an algorithm, right? The most important element in leadership and in helping people is commitment. Oh, yeah. Commitment, by far, is the number mm. one priority. It's number one, man. Or the number one key to success. Yep. Because one day I can be motivated, right? And then the next day I'm not. But you're always committed. And if you're not committed to something, you might yeah. as well just, just kick rocks. You know, going into that, man, I want to talk about this too because this was this was kind of deep, and this is where I found out that I'm not I, I would I didn't put Johnny to the test, and I didn't think about this at all. But I literally got had gotten let go from my my previous job, you know, mm -hmm. NBU, and, and a lot of people know that that I worked there, all that good stuff, whatever. Big company for New Braunfels. The first person that I called, the first person that I called was Johnny. And the only reason, the, the, the reason why Johnny had came to my head is because I had been around him and we had been talking about how, like, how motivation, how, how we keep ourselves motivated and what he digs his brain into. And this is in between having shows every Wednesday and that's it. Like, again, like, really, Johnny's busy, I'm busy. I don't get too much time with him. But I felt so comfortable with him at that moment in time to call him. Uh, do you remember that conversation, Johnny? I do. I, do. Like, I mean, if and you can, just share it, it man. Like, I, I want to hear your side of it. Call me. I remember it was, I was getting ready for work, and you yeah. called me, and, uh, and we talked. You said, hey, you got a minute. Can I bend your ear? And I said, absolutely. And, and you said that you, you needed some, uh, some motivation. Yeah, man. And I don't remember what I said, mm -hmm. but I just talked to you about some of the things I'm talking to you about yeah. now. Yeah, exact same shit, man. Life. Yeah. Uh, I was scared, man. I was scared. I'm, and, I, you know, I'm not going to lie to people, you know. Like, this is why I do this podcast, because I want people to learn from that shit. But I was scared. My, my, life's, my life's changed now. I'm, I'm learning from it. I'm going mm -hmm. through it. But I was scared about a paycheck and, and instead of worrying about my passion. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I had told many people this time last year that I wanted to make that jump, but I didn't. 
And uh, the past year has been rough from COVID, mm-hmm. sitting at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Your home is supposed to be your home. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be a place of comfort. And when that's taken away from you, when that ha- now has to be your office mm-hmm. and then your gym mm-hmm. and then, you know, I can go on. It, it weighs on you. It does. And I'm, per- I'm, a, I'm a person that have no shame in saying this, but I had a mental pace in my brain that I can't control mm-hmm. that shit. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it takes me to a place where I have to reach out to friends or I have to go back to my exercises and stuff. Just like if I pulled a muscle, I'd have to train that muscle and, th- and go through therapy to get my muscle back in, in, in order. And that's what I had to do. And again, I d- at that moment in time, I just know I needed to talk to somebody, first of all, that didn't know my personal life, period. And then also n- knew what's, where my mindset was and how strong I was from watching from outside. Mm-hmm. And so when I knew Johnny was that guy, because he tells me how proud he is and he tells me keep you know focusing on uh, what's important and grinding and we can go on for days with that. But I got that from him. So when when that situation happened to me, it was a big situation. And I say this because a lot of y'all people here that are watching this, uh, some of my friends too, you're afraid to lose your, I'm sorry, but some of y'all got a piece of shit job sometimes. And you're scared to lose your piece of job. And I lost a job that most people are, will stay at for many reasons. Retirement, kids, I can go all day for it. But it wouldn't make you happy. And that's what got me and what made me okay with the situation. And when I talked to Johnny, it hit me even two, two, three, ten times harder understanding that this is my purpose. And I got guys like Johnny here that are telling me, dude, what are you worried about? You you got shit going and you're working hard. Like, nobody can't take that away from you. Mm-hmm. They took a paycheck from you every you two good, weeks. You got a good foundation. Just but pivot. Yeah, yeah. Pivot and figure out... Uh, something else where it goes man i appreciate john i appreciate that 100 percent, man 100 yep. percent. i'm curious man you you work with your wife man mm-hmm. a lot of g- men will say i can never do that how do you do that sir dude she is uh she's been phenomenal since day one we've been together for 20 years wow we first met in 2001 and um in 2021 now mm-hmm. so we've been married since 2004 that's pretty she, cool man. without that without that woman man uh I wouldn't be where I'm at today. She keeps me grounded. Okay. Mm. I, I can be sometimes a, a hothead. Mm. I can be a little um, over the top. Um, I got a lot of uh, confidence. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm conceited or arrogant. It's just a confidence. <laughs> I yeah, have, no, for okay? sure. When I walk in a room, I want to be able to go talk to people. Do so, so my yeah. passion for people sometimes rubs people the wrong way or they think that, oh, man, what's this guy trying to do? Yeah. No, I'll go up to any table, anywhere, anybody. And I'll talk to you, ask you, hey, man, how's it going? I'll compliment you. Yeah. And if if you're if you think I'm disingenuous, then that's a problem with you, not me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I love building relationships, but she has supported me. She's the yin to my yang. Okay. That's good, man. She's not as outgoing as I am, but she keeps me grounded. Okay. she supported me through some tough jobs in the Air Force. A lot of jobs, both my job. I was a recruiter and and a drill instructor in the Air Force. That requires a lot of commitment and a lot of hours. Yeah, a lot of people get divorced in those in those jobs, and they're very high stress jobs. Some people can't handle the stress. Mm -hmm. I was able to keep my sanity and keep my productivity because when I know when when I came home. That woman was gonna be taking care of me. Yeah, hell yeah. She was gonna have food ready. She was gonna be there to comfort me with words, uh, with physicality, you name it. So that is what has made me 
lean on her for a lot of things. And to answer your question, how can I do it with her? Yeah. Dude, it, she's my best friend. That's awesome. So man. I'm able to talk to her about things that a guy can't, can't talk, talk to his to woman him. about. That's okay. Shit, bro. I'm able to like, share yeah, things with sure. her that are on my mind. Okay. And I'm very open with her about things. Yeah. Okay. What I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And one thing about my wife and my relationship, I don't have to hide anything. Yeah. I know some relationships fail because you're afraid to disclose stuff mm-hmm. about what you're thinking or what you want or what you like. She accepts it and she says, hey, that's cool or I, I, I respect that or whatever. We're able to communicate and talk. Hell yeah. now, now, let's just be honest. We don't have a perfect relationship. Yeah, oh yeah. We Nobody don't does. always Nobody get along. Does. There's sometimes I'm Nobody high does. strung and I know sometimes I can be hard to handle. Yeah. Okay. And bless her heart, she's she's been gifted with patience. <laughs> yeah. Earlier okay. on live before this video, we were talking about yeah. shots. She said, "Don't take any <laughs> shots." And guess what? I did. But when I get home, she's gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because she. Yeah. Exactly. But I yeah. see a lot of men and women that are afraid to talk to their spouse about yeah, what's on their true, mind. Yeah, it's true, man. And then I was one of those persons. Once you're hiding stuff, and once you're not real with your spouse. Mm-hmm. That's when communication breaks down. Yeah. And then that's when divorces happen, breakups yeah. happen, All things kinds like that. Of shit happens from it. So I let her know in the very beginning what I was about, what I liked, what I didn't like, and I said, Hey, do you want to be with me? Even though you know these things? Mm-hmm. She said yes. I, I, I said, Well, we can be best friends. So I look at her as my wife, of course, but she's mostly my best, best friend. friend before your wife. She's my best friend, man. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So shout and out that, to I, Jessica Martinez. You yeah. you are the absolute best. And I see, I see from the outside of it, guys, and, and uh, it is beautiful to see. And you see how much enjoyment they have. And I sat with them after, I think, maybe two podcasts. And I don't know, hopefully they're not annoyed by this yet, but I'm literally asking them about relationship stuff. And, guys, this is what I do. If, if you could be here right now and look to our left, the people that we had in New Braunfels Nightlife, we had one, one couple were here uh, – Aquagrew? Uh, the owner, for, the managers from Aquagrew. Manager Aquagrew. They, they were here, yeah. Ruby and and then they've been here for maybe about a good consistent three weeks since mm-hmm. we've had them. Mm-hmm. Then Liz and, and Chris uh, Singer mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. here, and they're literally talking right here to our left in here in Lone Star Lounge. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about life. They're probably talking about business mainly. Yep. But those are the conversations we should be having. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the the conversations that we are scared to have with our people are the exact conversations you should be having. I've learned that lately. Like I've learned that with when I sit with, you know, people that are maybe 10 years older than me and the things that they talk about when I go have dinner with them or things like that. Like those are the things that like I should have been talking about back th- mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now when I try to have those conversations with certain people, they don't want to have them mm-hmm. because it's too real. Like what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And I think. Those are the conversations that we lose if we don't have them. I've learned a lot from them, man. I can tell you about many podcasts that I hear and many people that I've heard from, but those are the biggest ones that come out of that, man. Um, So my next part is this, Johnny. uh, Your your photo booth. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Your photo booth. Okay. Talk a little bit about that. What what brought that business up? Knowing that you had this realty realty company coming out. So, how did how did you what what gave you what gave you the uh, the motivation and, and, and to to bring out some another business? So we started this in 2015. So right around 2014, Jessica came up to me and she says, "Hey, maybe we should open up a business." I'm like, "Ah, okay. What kind of business?" And she said, "A photo booth business." And I was like, "Really? Mm-hmm. One of those ones you 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 go in there and with a curtain and you?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, let's let's try it out." I'm like, "Ah, 
let's do some research. Yeah. Okay. So she did research and she presented it to me and I'm like, well, okay, that seems pretty cool. So fast forward to 2015, October, we started this photo booth business. And the reason we started it and what motivated us and inspired us was we like going out and network and yeah. meet people and have a good time. So the photo booth industry is awesome because we're able to go out and meet people. It's not just about taking fun photos, right? It's about... I take a Modelo, oh, yeah. Oh, we got a buddy in here. I'll take a Captain and Coke. Captain and yeah. Coke. Appreciate you, brother. Heck Look at yeah. Jerome from Oxford. Jerome, heck yeah. Jerome hooking it up. Thank you, So <laughs> we were able to get out and meet people and, and talk to different people, and that was, to me, next level. Because yeah. now I was... I knew the Air Force wasn't going to be around forever for me, so I needed something to transition to. Because mm -hmm. I'm always thinking ahead, all right? If you're not thinking ahead, you're kind of you're kind of falling falling mm -hmm. behind, all right? All so right, I said, okay, true, I might be retiring here in about two years. This was 2015, okay? I joined when I, in 1996. I said, maybe by next year I could be out of the Air Force. I need something to fall back on, right? So and I knew the photo booth industry was 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 big. It, it was, was booming. booming, yeah. So that photo booth business has been able to uh, catapult me as far as business networking things like that because this photo booth is it's not just a photo yeah. booth to, that does prints and this thing is a marketing machine yes yeah, so it's sought after put with logos you can put corner, logos with corporate send it straight to your phone email different businesses hire us so <clears throat> wow. i deal with i've dealt with usaa i've dealt with uh the chambers the different chambers I've dealt with all kinds of different venues. He was. Um, we just did a podcast last week with firefighters. Yeah. What was it? One luxury. With luxury one. Team luxury of one team. And what do you do? You put your your. I put my photo booth in it oh in, his, gosh, in his limo. And that's a killer idea. But I've done business with a lot of uh, a lot of military people. I mean, yeah. just you name it. Anybody who has a business can hire us as a as a photo booth partner. Wow. We're that's able awesome, to print. Man. We're able to have digital photos with their logos on it people having a good time we can we've been able to put our photo booth in in bars restaurants lounges yeah when we go to new Braunfels nightlife you haven't posted up thanks buddy i appreciate you man appreciate you that's, uh, that's your own from uh, the manager Jerome. from aqua brew yeah aqua brew is pretty awesome guys i need to go check out aqua brew in san marcus by the way i'm probably gonna have them on as well pretty sure. soon but um so yeah. the photo booth i put that with new Braunfels nightlife so they kind of merge together right mm -hmm. and then you add the real estate uh factor in Fact, yeah they all kind of go hand in hand okay so the photo booth helps with real estate because mm -hmm. i'm able to, to get build relationships with my partners wow. and everybody wants to buy a house or sell a house yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i appreciate you brother <laughs> and in, in real estate there's a lot of people that have client or customer appreciation parties yeah um i've dealt with uh chicago title with different brokerages they want photo booths so it kind of all goes together and when you Braunfels nightlife we have these Even businesses better. on, so it all merges together. I wanted to make sure that I had, I didn't want a, businesses that were complete opposite sides yeah. of the spectrum, like being a mechanic and then having a, uh, a shoe company. Yeah. Those, those, you can't put those two together. I, I feel like my life, I didn't know I did this until I got older, but like, I started off working at a gym for mm -hmm. Pete Rebus here in town, which mm -hmm. is a local uh, trainer, you know? And I was cleaning up the Westside Community Center, bro. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, they're helping me get through my schooling. They're helping me with after school programming. Mm -hmm. So that hit me hard. Then I started working for HEB, which is an amazing company. We which love we HEB. Saw, yeah, I love HEB, which is we see what they've done for our community through everything from COVID, through snow, through anything. And, and I learned so much through them. And then I leave there. 
and I go through, I go to work at Chili's. Now, mm-hmm. if anything, would, when I worked at Chili's, I learned life a little bit because I saw like the back of the kitchen. I saw how everybody mm-hmm. was, you know, and I was coming up a little mm-hmm. youngster. But when I got to Planet Fitness, I started learning different things from there. My point is this. Everywhere I went, I learned something and it grabbed everything from mm-hmm. that. And, and it took me to be who I am today. Every part of it. I showed my face in some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. You know how many members came into Planet Fitness when they first opened? Mm-hmm. You know how many people came into H-E-B? Mm-hmm. You know how many people, you know, saw me at MBU? You know how many people see me at basketball? That build something. And I learned after a while, you got to use what you have, and that's mm-hmm. what I did. Then when mm-hmm. I did pro wrestling, that was just a mix. And, and now I walk around. John, did you see me on Friday, man, we were in here? It's like I'm turning around just high-fiving everybody. And I love that feeling. Don't get me wrong. I love the feeling, but the feeling of growing yourself and succeeding mm-hmm. in life or whatever it is that six, whatever that is that you feel that is success mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And I feel like that's what you're feeling right now. You get to mm-hmm. see every part of what you're doing going to all these multiple things that you have and it's it's working well. It's, it's, and it, but it's it, busy. It keeps me very busy. In that too. And you have, but you have to work hard. Mm-hmm. You, there's no day. I feel like in some ways, there's really no days off in some ways. No. And some people... Used to uh, used to tell me like you're oh, you're not going to this party you're not going here you're not going there I'm like no I got shit to do mm-hmm. man like I gotta build something mm-hmm. and you said always think ahead every point every time guy every every time I think about my basketball kids when I get a sec- when I got my my sixth graders and seventh graders right now mm-hmm. I've had them since they were second and third graders that's three four years mm-hmm. ago that I may have had them and I got to, I had to learn that when they grow we have to get to this point. Mm-hmm. So a lot of y'all people that are listening to this understand your where you are right now, where you want to be in the future and what it's going to take to get there and build your growth. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs like Johnny said, your motivation is going to do this, right? But dedication, different influences, it's mm-hmm. commitment, everything. And, and put yourself around these people. The biggest, we're about to end here in about five minutes, by the way. But we're, the biggest thing right now that I did that was out of my comfort zone, talking about comfort zone, is I reached out to so many coaches in San Antonio recently mm-hmm. that not only do they know my name because I'm a hungry kid now reaching into their mm-hmm. basket of what I want to do or whatever you want to call it, they're going to know my name now. Like, oh, this kid called me and he wants to do this. And then they're going to see like six months later what I'm doing and they're going to be like, oh, that kid mm-hmm. was serious. Mm-hmm. It's all about what you're willing to do. You can talk all you want, but it's all about action. And so as much as I was talking about this podcast, I had to see I saw action from the New Broncos Nightlife and again the fire got me out going, going so but um big props to everything that you're doing, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to be around you. I want to constantly dig into your brain. This group of guys that we got going for New Broncos Night Life is amazing. And the people that come with it, man. It's not just us. The people that are coming yeah, to the we shows. Got a good we got a, yeah, we have it. a good following. They're coming it. and having drinks with us when we can have yep. them. Yep. You know, so obviously we're doing something right. And we mm-hmm. want to continue to do that. And uh, I, I think. Just, I just want to influence and, and motivate people. Yeah. Out there. For sure, man. Um, I want to give one nugget of, of, of advice and, and experience here. Give it. Give it, brother. Before we end the show, because you still go got ahead. five minutes. No, so go ahead, this, man. this give might it, take about give a minute it. or two. No, take right? it. So what I tell people, because I've had the uh, opportunity to go out to talk to high school kids when I was a recruiter, talk to high school kids about life decisions. Decision-making is so important. There's always second and third order effects in every decision you make, okay? But before you make that decision, before 
you drive your car, before you come into work in the morning, before you put together a piece of furniture, whatever, you got to give a shit. Mm -hmm. If you don't give a shit about what you're doing, it's going to fail. Okay. You got to care. And it's, I'm going to give you a little acronym. I've said this before. I've did a little video on this. No, care is C-A-R-E. The C, commitment. Okay. I talked about that a couple of times already. The C is commitment. Remember this. Mm -hmm. The A, attitude. Attitude. You got to have the right attitude. Attitude is influencing people, is motivating people. you, You can have a great attitude and people will flock to you. Or you can have a shitty attitude. Mm-hmm. People will get away from you. Okay? So we talked about the C and the A. The R, responsibility. Okay. We all have a responsibility not only to ourselves but to our family and those who are around us. If you affect people in a negative way, your responsibility is just kind of it's kind of flailing in the wind. Yep. you got to have responsibility, a positive responsibility, and just know every action you do has consequences and recourses. So you have a responsibility to act right and yep. be a good human being. That's the way we left the last show, right? Mm-hmm. And then E, exceed expectations. Exceed expectations. Whatever is expected of you, always go above and it. beyond. Mm. Okay? Don't just go half-ass. Anybody can just do the job. But when you exceed expectations, that's when you start wowing people. That's when you get to promotions. That's yeah. when people say, oh, hey, J-Rock. J-Rock is a badass. J-Rock is exceeding expectations. Mm. J-Rock is doing more than what's expected. Mm-hmm. So C-A-R-E, you got to give a shit, and it's the care factor. C-A-R-E, remember that. Heck yeah, man. People, get out there and care. Get out there and, and, and advance yourself. The many people that I want to bring on here, you got to constantly be advancing yourself in many different ways. So, let's see, Jerome, what's up, bro? So Jay get him Nasty on. will teach the nasty nasty. <laughs> That's right. That's Jay right. Nasty. Jay hey, so get nasty. on here. Come here real quick. Come here. Give us some shots. You give us some drinks. We can give you some. Jerome, talk about Aqua Brew real quick. So, basically, Aqua Brew is moving locations this Thursday. We'll start brewing on Friday. Nice. So we're going to have a soft opening on Friday for everybody. Okay. So this comes out on Thursday, so this will be tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow. So tomorrow. Or Friday. Friday. This Friday. Yeah. The 5th. Friday the 5th of March. Okay. So then basically we'll get that up and running, get all the kinks and stuff okay. worked out. Uh, then that'll basically also help us at the Aqua wedding and event venue to clear it out get it prepped and start booking it for events nice. not only weddings but other events like graduation quinces uh j-rock j-rock birthday bash yeah. j-rock birthday bash in november oh, yeah. <laughs> i mean there, there's all there's, Go it's wide open that's you know? awesome man so you know there's just all kinds of stuff coming up and that's awesome and Joe, what, what would you if there was if there's anybody because i sat with you and your wife uh, at, at Max show, I'm sorry, but yeah, but we're back at Max show. Um, like y'all really motivated me and told me like how much you're willing to help people. Like what what motivates yourself? Like what keeps y'all motivated and doing what y'all do with y'all's business and and, and what, having that care factor. Helping helping people grow, to see people grow. Okay. I mean, it's not only youth, adults too. You know, they kind of sometimes hit a brick wall. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, don't know how to get past it. So, I mean, we do everything to be motivational yeah. and, and help people do stuff. Just, uh, not, yeah. not only just people, but community-wise, yeah. too. No, and it's real, man. Like, I, 
I told them a little bit about who I was, and they just didn't even really need to hear much more. And they're just so much wanting to help and and do that. So these are the type of people you got to get around. People like we met them through. I met them through here. Oh no, we talked. Oh, well, we met through MBU. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. But yeah, we met through then. But my point is, is we met them, and it, it you when you just get around people like that, it just motivates you, you know. And I, again, I I spoke to y'all, and a week later, MBU said bye bye to me. Like, oh, really? you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. Those type of things happen in life, right? Yeah. And we just talked about like right now. Stuff happens. When you hit those walls, you just you got to find the people to get help you keep going too. Surround so. yourself with positive people. Exactly That's right. like what Johnny said mm-hmm. earlier. Negative negativity only draws negativity. Mm-hmm. So if you're around the people a bunch of negative, then basically you just got a piss poor outlook on life. And if you yeah. have people that are positive, then basically. Uh, you're going to fly. If you want to basically be a pigeon and not fly, then you're going to hang around with the pigeons. But if you want to be an eagle and soar, then you're going to hang around with the eagles and soar. That's good I stuff, like that. Man. Sit Heck around yeah. the table with winners. Heck yeah. The conversation's different. Mm-hmm. Hurt people want to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, too. All right, guys. We're out of here. Thanks, Uncle Brew. Right, Heck yeah. You. Johnny at Top Flight. And, uh, again, shout out to New Vibe Productions for making this happen. Uh, Christoph on the back of the camera. Shout out to my boy Brandon that was out here taking a shower with us. And Richie, man, this place is awesome. As always, Lone Star Lounge downtown. Come check it out. You're my boy that was just here again. DJ B. Said he'll be here Friday and Saturday night. So you're listening to this on Thursday. He'll be here tomorrow. And he'll be here on Saturday. Come check him out. And, uh, man, keep listening to J. Rock and Podcast for your motivation stuff. And just growth, people. Keep growing. We'll check you, uh, we'll check you later. Johnny, thanks again, man. We'll see you later, people. Oh,